1: Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: You're listening to the X-Own Broadcast Network. www.xzbn.net Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting. Broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond.
2: All hit radio.
3: where fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. On the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast networks and radio stations worldwide. Toll free 1 800 610 7035. My email address is exxon at com. On all social media sites, Exone Radio TV. And you can listen to the Exxon 24-7, 365 by going to our radio website at com. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. Eastern until midnight, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My first guest tonight, Exxon Nation, is Linda Masson. She is an intuitive medium, clairaudient, Claire cognizance. Claire sentience and also quite often clairaudience. audience. Uh, I'm sorry, clair Alliance, I should say that is the smelling part, such as in the scent of perfume or tobacco in connection with spirit that have crossed over. Gifted from a very early age, she would see, hear and feel spirit. Now she does not need tools to connect as she is a sensitive and empath, and she senses and feels deeply the emotions being experienced by others. In her readings, she will not sugarcoat the information that she's giving to you. Even one if you want to hear it or not, she's just going to be honest and tell you what she hears. Joining me now from the beautiful little town of St. Thomas, Ontario, right down the the highway from where I used to work at 1290 CJBK in London, Ontario, is Linda Masson and Linda, welcome to the X Zone.
0: Thank you, Rob. Thanks very much for having me on your show this evening. It's great having you with
3: us. Super. Now, um, what was it in your life that made you or that put you on the path to being a professional psychic?
0: Well, it's kind of interesting because things started happening for me when I was about seven or eight. I didn't fully understand exactly what they were, Rob, but I would see shadows and things. You know, especially like Mm -hmm. times from 1 in the morning to 3, 4, 5 a.m. in the morning, which is high spirit time, I would see images, I would sense things around me. Nothing that really gave me a sense of fear, but I just knew it was something more than the living. And uh, as I got old enough that I could approach or ask questions, I looked into it and I can remember going to my first psychic fair, and uh, if anybody's ever had this experience, it, uh, I kind of walked around the room. I, these people had different costumes mm-hmm. and things on, so I was a little bit intimidated. And I approached this one woman, and she flung this book open, and she said to me, you're a seer. You're going to be doing this work. And I just remember standing there going, uh-huh, yeah. Like, it didn't <laughs> really sink in at the time. Right. <laughs> know and i mean i think that's a natural reaction because i was a little fearful of what i was seeing i was i grew up in a small town and i did kind of you know say a few things to my grandmother and she Mm -hmm. said you know you have to be careful what you say not everyone's going to understand what you're saying and seeing and i do believe that she was intuitive herself rob but i don't believe that she ever allowed her self to develop those tools but that was my first connection with it this woman told me that i would be doing this work as a living and i just kind of looked at her like yeah right well here i am (laughs) it's not what i set out to be when Mm -hmm. i was much younger i i and shorter i wanted to be a jockey i loved horses that's what i wanted to be but i got too tall and then i wanted to do something with animals but i just didn't like the fact that i would have to possibly put pets down i'm a Mm -hmm. big animal lover especially pet rescues. Um, so it, it just it just seemed like I, I connected with the people that led me to this path.
3: Yeah, uh, some of these psychic fairs can be very scary with uh, some of these psychics. they I think they go way overboard.
0: Well, I think they try to portray an image that they think people want to see, and I don't feel you need to do that. No. Like, just be yourself. People yeah. go there because they want to have answers. Mm-hmm. And I, I've actually been asked to participate in the psychic fairs, and I won't because I find that there's a, um, a really big competitiveness with it. And yep. it's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to be able to give people answers to if it's a loss of a loved one, and generally that's what a lot of it is, um, or relationships. And it's to give them some sense of guidance or comfort. And if I can do that for at least one person, then I feel like I've done my job. You know, it's, it's giving mm-hmm. them a p- mind. Uh,
2: T-
3: tell me, Linda, what is the biggest question or concern um, when people are talking to when it comes to their loved ones who may or may have crossed over?
0: I think for many of us and for them, mm-hmm. when they've lost someone, especially if it's been uh, very sudden, is they fear, like, where did they go? Are they in heaven? Are they okay? Um, there's also a sense of grief or guilt as well, sure. Rob, if they didn't have a chance to say goodbye to them and there were things that were left unresolved. So, yes, they do go to what I would call heaven. The, the things that I've seen and felt, they certainly cross over, and a lot of times the impression that I get from spirit when they come through is that they're already out of body.
2: Really? Really?
0: And, and on their way over. They don't feel the physical pain that we imagine they do.
2: Hmm.
3: So are our loved ones still around us? And are they aware the of what's ones. going on?
0: They are around us all the time. And yes, they are very much aware of what's going on. Um, they come in around us. You mm-hmm. will get a sensation. If you're, if you're open to this, And many people are. I think many people are fearful because they don't understand it. But, yeah, you will get signs. Um, Things happened for me, like I said, at a very early age, and I didn't fully understand what it was. I can give you a couple of funny examples. For some reason, at this particular time, I was sleeping on the sofa bed down in my parents' living room. I believe we had company, so my Mm -hmm. room had been given to the company. Right. And I was sleeping on this sofa bed, and I woke up, and I... At that time, my parents had this big old house that had living room one side, dining room on the other. And I remember looking across through the doorway and seeing somebody sitting in this. My father had a swivel rocker there. Mm-hmm. and I thought, nobody's up. There were no lights on. But as I'm looking across, this chair turned. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it was anybody that was in this world. So I had kid at that age, pulled the blankets up, but I still kinda wanted to see what was going on. So I didn't completely cover myself. Yeah. I wanted to still see what was going on. But then I uh, so all of a sudden it was like this energy, this spirit, whatever you want to give that label to, recognized that I could see them and I just felt this like waves of comfort. That's you know, comfort, love, whatever you want to call it. And I wasn't afraid. And that kinda is what got me even more interested in, in this work is because I immediately felt that this person was not going to harm me. And the next day, my parents got a phone call that a farmer up the road from where my parents' home was had passed away. So I feel that this person may have been someone waiting, watching for them.
3: Tell me, what has been the strangest thing or experience you've had while doing a reading for someone?
0: there's been several. Um, give me your top, give
3: me your top three.
0: My top three okay yeah. I'll give you a funny one to start. All right I like um, funniness <laughs> It's amazing like we I have done group readings here in my home and I've mm-hmm. done them with a couple of other ladies that are gifted and right It's interesting because the minute that spirit knows a loved one is going to be coming mm-hmm. they hop in for an opportunity to communicate. And I can remember this particular day feeling like, well, kept hearing footsteps and stuff in the house, and I have myself and two dogs. To my knowledge, the dogs don't wear work boots and go up and down stairs. But there was a lot of energy in the house, and I can remember this one uh, person came in. I don't really want to give details because it is private. Well, certainly. They came into the house, and I remember immediately getting the sense of this older woman there was a scent of perfume because I do tend to get scents and things it was like um Mm -hmm. an old sachet like something like my grandmother would have worn and this woman sat down with the other ladies that were here for the group reading and this person um, turned out to be her grandmother (laughs) and the woman says to me in my ear Mm -hmm. because I'm about to read for this woman she goes Ask why she picked that outfit to have me buried in, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't ask that. So I, I'm sure I had this stunned look on my face, but this woman was adamant that she did not like what she'd been buried in, and she wanted me to pass that along. And wow! I just could. <laughs> so they they take a sense of humor with them yeah. when they go across the other side. Um, that funny wise, but there have been incidences. Um, there was one in particular, a reading that I did, and I kept being shown this school that had to do with an orphanage. And I was connecting with the woman that this woman knew,
2: mm-hmm. but she says,
0: I'm not understanding this. And I said, She keeps telling me this is a legal matter that has to do with a school and like a boy's orphanage, and she was adamant, no, no, I, I can't relate to that. I said, okay, well, just step back for a bit. I said, this woman was involved in legal work, correct? She goes, yeah, she was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I said, what's she doing?
1: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.
0: Anything connected to a settlement or some kind of case, and all of a sudden the light bulb came on, and it had to do with a boys' school um, that there was a lawsuit, and there had been like a boarding school for the boys. So I was a little bit off on the orphanage, but it did have to do with the boys being in this school.
3: Well, you were you were so off I, because the information that you were getting from the other side was putting you off.
0: A little bit, yeah. yeah. And, of course, this woman was adamant in that she couldn't really relate to the details. But I find the thing with spirit, Rob, is mm-hmm. they will not let up until that person gets the message that they're trying to give. Wow. And the minute that she connected that it was the case this woman stepped back that I was getting the information from. Um, I think the other most significant one, It's it wasn't actually a reading. I, uh, As you know, in London, they have a lot of heritage homes. Oh, a at.
3: lot, yeah. A beautiful town.
0: And they used to do different areas of the city, what was called a heritage walk. Mm-hmm. So I was with a friend on this particular time, and we were on this walk, and there happened to be a house that was having an open house. It wasn't part of the Heritage Walk, so we decided we would just go in on the open house. And I'd always been pulled to this house, don't know why. It's in the old Wortley Village area. I, I didn't know anything about the house. So we go through, we're walking into beautiful hallway, the hardwood floors, the, mm. the high ceilings, etc. That part was fine, and as we got to the back of the house, there was an area where they had obviously done a renovation and it had been opened up, and that was okay. didn't sense anything there. But then there was an area where there was a, sta- a door that went down to, um, I guess you'd call it the basement, but it had been made into a lower level. And the minute we started to go into that passageway, I felt like I could not breathe. It was like I was having an allergic reaction to something, I felt like my throat was constricting, and I just turned to my friend, and I said, I I have to get out of here. And she said, you are, like, white. What's wrong? I said, I'm not sure. And I actually, maybe at the time, thought it was mold or something. And several years later, at a group reading, I happened to mention this incident, and for whatever reason, and I do believe in synchronicity, there was a woman that was attending this reading, and I mentioned going into this house. She says, I know that house. I've heard a history that a woman murdered her two children in that house. Oh, Lord. So I don't know if that's what I had picked up. It certainly was something that made me want to get out of the home. There was no sense of, like, evil or I was in harm's mm-hmm. way, but I certainly was picking up something that was uncomfortable for me.
3: Tell me, how close to reality was the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Whitby Goldberg?
0: Uh, well, I've never had anybody jump into my body like mm-hmm. that, but um, I would say that the way that Patrick Swayze tried to connect with Demi Moore, right, um, through signs and whatnot—that's—it's very similar. I hear messages come into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to tell you how I get images is if you remember the old slide projectors where you put in the oh, carousel, yeah. the slide sure. would pop up. Yep. That's what the images are like for me when they come through.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, I get hot and cold sensations. Um, I'll actually get goosebumps. Um, and that's generally like a validation. If I'm on target for something and I get, I've get i started to get names, that always wasn't something that I've gotten um, I've also begun to develop working with, uh, I believe it's called psychometry, where you have like jewelry and stuff yeah. like that. That's something, and I'll get a sensation or an image of someone. I sometimes get names, or I'll start to get the letter. Um, I would say goes is kind of tapping into it. it. I mean, it's the Hollywood version elaborated, correct? But a lot of it, I think, touches very close to close to what a psychic would pick up. Um, do I believe in a hell? No, I do believe that there's a heaven. Mm-hmm. I certainly believe it's good and evil.
2: Um,
0: but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I believe that what we do, Rob, that you want to do it in a positive way because you create a ripple that goes out there and can come back.
3: Tell if me over want the... To
0: do it positive?
3: Go on, dear, I'm Sorry. sorry go- no, no, go
2: on.
0: I was just going to say, I I think what we say, what we do, how we act, it creates a ripple Mm -hmm. that impacts others, and it comes back on us if we do it in a way that is not proper.
3: I agree with you 100%. Over the years doing the work that you do, have you ever been asked to communicate with a child on the other side for a parent? And if so, how hard Um, is that for you?
0: It's very hard, and yes, it's actually the, the children have come through. I have um, i don't know, um, and I'm starting to get emotional just thinking about it. it it's hard when it's a, a young one and they've mm-hmm. crossed very suddenly. Um, I've seen children or been shown that there's an infant there that maybe didn't come to full term, and I think one of the things that a mother or a parent that has lost a child that way needs to know is that that baby does go to heaven that baby does have a life there and that you do connect with that child or loved one when it's your time it is very hard i i i think i even as a psychic fan, i know that things happen for whatever reason it's still hard no matter who it is and what age they are when they cross children is very difficult especially if their life was taken in some horrific way i you know it's never easy it's to deal with the manner right. that they cross. And I think that's, I'm not into ambush readings. I know there are readers that, you know, will rush up and give a message. I think that you have to be very careful how you deliver the information that you do.
2: Mm-hmm. You have
0: to make sure that that person is ready to receive that information. Not everyone is. There's a grieving process that of you course, have to yeah. go through.
3: Tell me, and, do you believe in reincarnation?
0: I do, I certainly do. I've I've had a couple of incidences where I would say I felt that this person was someone that I may have known. Um, I don't know if it's a choice that we make to come back. I mean, that's questionable. I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to portray that sure. I'm an expert on it. But I certainly have had things that um, have. Sh- given me a sense of that we've had a past life. And I mean, there's been evidence with the uh, the program The Ghost Within My Child. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a young boy, I believe his name was James Leninger. I'm not sure of the last name there, but he kept having these visions of having died in a plane hmm. during the, I believe it was the Second World War. And his parents, like the father, was in total denial that this his son could be like somebody that came back, right? Right. and they did the research and all the information that he was telling them, and there was no way he could know this because he wasn't that old. He hadn't been exposed to uh, this particular type of plane, he had never known about the name of this ship, Um, and they did research and they found the plane, they actually connected um, it to uh, James Hudson, I think it was, that was the pilot that had actually died. And the interesting thing was in the interview that they did, they showed pictures of this young boy that was the reincarnation, and a picture of this uh, gentleman that was a pilot at a young age, close in age, they almost looked identical. Unreal. It was it was amazing, and I mean that's not the only incident. There have been others. There's been, um, I believe, there was uh, another little boy that. Remembered being um, dying in a fire, and they proved that he actually had been a uh, Black American woman that had died in a Chicago fire, and I believe it was in 1993, the Paxton Hotel. I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, I I can tell. I can tell. Would you consider yourself to be a reality TV junkie?
2: (laughs) Um.
0: I don't watch a lot of television. I stay away from like I don't like the drama and the the stuff with it. I I'm fascinated by ghost spirits. Mm-hmm. Yes, that kind of stuff. You're right. That's what I but, that's what I was
3: talking about, yeah.
0: But I, I, I don't I, I, I'm I not into, like, you know, making a joke of it or that kind of thing. I The exploration of it, they're right. trying to find out if it's, it's physically possible that it took place. I certainly, I'm not going to deny that I feel that the capacity is there. I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot more than we are aware of and maybe that we're tapping into. I think it's, you're either open to it or you're not. And I certainly believe it's possible. Do we choose to reincarnate? I believe we do. I don't think we're thrown back here on purpose. Hopefully not. (laughs) You
3: and I were talking before we went to air. You're in St. Thomas, Ontario. And St. Thomas, Ontario was where Barnum and Bailey's elephant, um, Jumbo, was killed when hit by a train. Now, has anyone in St. Thomas ever seen the spirit or the ghost of Jumbo?
0: I have it myself, but I know that big statue, whenever I'm near it, there's Mm -hmm. a certain energy and presence with it. Now, that's not where the statue is, Rob. That's not where the incident took place. But I'm sure if you went, there's areas here. Mm -hmm. I'm in the historical area. And there are areas here that when I've walked around with my dogs, there is a certain vibration or energy and again that's residual energy it's not that there's something evil or negative there it's just something that's left from whatever took place before um where that statue is located and not far from my home is where Mm -hmm. they're going to create this new high park bridge right and there is a certain energy when you walk up along that pathway Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple spots that I've gotten chills, and I spoke to somebody else that does this work, and she said, yeah, that there had been people that had jumped from that bridge. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, yeah. And I mean, I don't know when. I don't Mm know all the facts on that, but you certainly pick up stuff. Sure. Um, And I think the best way to explain that is if you're in a room of people, and someone walks into that room, and they go, oh, I've had the worst day ever. You can see the energy, like, plummet in the room. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing. You're impacted by something or someone's energy because everything is energy, correct?
3: Yeah, and and I believe that certain people are are psychic vampires. They can just suck the energy right out of you. And like you said,
1: certain people walk. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop.
3: Into the room, say they've had a a hard day, and the you you can feel the energy just drain. Or some people that you talk to just kind of yank every ounce of energy away from you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they do. We call them psychic vampires. Mm -hmm. I feel that one. This is why I think it's important. Like when you do this work, that you certainly, um, I do prayer. I do sort of like just. Around myself with a white light mm-hmm. um and you know that if anything negative comes towards me i send it back out towards the universe with love i don't want anything uh, sent back in a nasty way i think it's my job is to try to keep it as positive as possible but even this house that i'm in like this house here is 181 years old and it has uh ghosts i've had people that have come to do work and they won't come back (laughs) so you know it has a vibration it's nothing bad it's just that some people are not comfortable with lights flashing on and off and
3: (laughs) well i don't know many people who would be dear
0: (laughs) it doesn't bother me i guess like my parents had an old home Mm um i mean i'm to the point now if something happens in the house i kind of laugh i have a couple little night lights at different times I swear they have a sense of humor and they like to just joke around with you, but I've walked into the room and they'll wait till I'm like right in the room and then they'll shut the night night light out and they'll be pitch black.
3: Nice guys. <laughs> and nice I'll just guys. Say,
0: turn the light on and it'll come back on. Really? But Yep. So it's just you know, I I think either you are accepting of the fact mm-hmm. that they're here and they're around you. They mean no harm. It's an old house. It's it's the minute I walked in this place I felt like it had been a good family home. And the first family that lived here um, had seven or eight children. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's not a huge house. But um, this area that the house is in, there's a lot of uh, energy around here. There's a historical museum. And I have seen, I thought the one night I was, like, very tired, and I thought, I kept seeing this figure out front, and I thought, I guess I, so. I kind of just stood there, and the thing was, it was in a military uniform, and I knew this was going back a bit. It was red, so it was like eight, the uh, War of 1812, right? And about two, three weeks later, a friend of mine that also does this work told me that a woman that lives on the street behind me had seen the same thing. And about a month after that, I went to there's a military museum just to down on the street, not far from the Jumbo statue, mm-hmm. and was walking around through a section of this museum. Rob, and lo and behold, here was this same uniform. So it just—it was kind of a validation that that was the proper uniform that I've seen.
3: Speaking and about ghosts. A, speaking about ghosts. Where is the most haunted place in Saint Thomas, Ontario?
0: Don't know myself, but I, I know that there's, um, it's not right in St. Thomas, but I know that there are places here that some of my friends have said the energy is pretty, <laughs> pretty heavy. I know that the, you um, know, in Sparta mm-hmm. has got some real energy. I, I've been there for lunch with friends and had the feeling of being watched and it's the same kind of thing. You'll walk from one room to another and there's a shift in the temperature. So there's definitely, um, I can remember the one room not where the main dining room is, but it's a smaller room off to the side. There was a real sense of, like, smell of tobacco and chemicals. Well, I found out later that it at one time had been a a funeral parlor. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know if that was a chemical smell that I was getting or Mm -hmm. not. And, I mean, any place that's had that kind of history, I don't know that it's so much just the building. It can also be the land that it's built on. But yeah, I to me that place makes me very uncomfortable. There was a lot of movement there. There felt to be some shady stuff. Apparently, mm-hmm. at one point, I believe the stagecoach stopped there. So it's hard to say. Um, I've not been in St. Thomas that long. I've been here since uh, 2013. But um, there's buildings I don't think you could pay me to go in.
2: Really? I <laughs> just
0: get a feeling. Yeah. Huh. I, I like this work and I want to connect people with their loved ones, but I'm not out to be a Ghostbusters. No, that's not my thing. I'm interested mm-hmm. in it, but no. Tell I'd me. Probably be the one.
3: Tell me why do some spirits stay behind and others go to the light?
0: I feel it's an attachment to mm-hmm. the building, the property, and maybe that they did not cross at the same time as another loved one. Sometimes, perhaps they're just stuck for whatever reasons, they feel like they didn't finish something. Um, More often than not, I feel that it's just that not so much that they don't go to the light rob, I believe they just come back and visit and Uh they hang around. I don't feel, I do, I do feel that there are some that kind of get stuck because maybe whatever took place that caused their death, they're not aware that they've actually passed or they're just kind of wondering they don't really want to go. But I do feel the majority, like the people here in this home, they're not here all the time, but when they are, they're certainly active, and they have an attachment to this house, Um, but I don't feel that anyone is particularly stuck. I don't get that feeling with this house. I've been in places, though, like that house I told you about in in London, Mm -hmm. where there certainly was a sense of something that was sinister, and... I but I, I certainly believe you can shift the the energy. Like you can smudge, you can do different things to clear that because that's all it is. Is it's just energy that's left over from something that took place.
3: Linda, and how do you say can... how do you say your family name? Is it Mason or Masson? It's Mason. Mason. Yeah. All right. Listen, Linda, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by Exxon Nation. Linda Mason is our special guest. Her website is lindamasonmediumintuitive.weebly.com. That's lindamasonmediumintuitive.weebly.com. And Linda and I will be back on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com on all social media sites, Radio TV, And you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 at TV.com. Don't forget, November the 11th, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m., Michael Horn and Stanton T. Friedman debate for the second time here on the Zone, the Billy Meyer UFO case and prophecies don't miss it Zone Nation it's going to be two great hours I'll be back on the other side with Linda Mason as we continue here in the Zone. don't go away To the Exone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting, broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. came back now and insisted that we listen to him. How would the world be different if Christians really followed the Gospels? For 2000 years we've been practicing a religion, now it's finally time to get it right. Read Liberating Jesus, new from Roberta Grimes. Meet the Jesus you never knew. Roberta uses afterlife evidence and biblical analysis to prove that Jesus is exactly right. Learning the lessons that he came to teach is the reason we are born at all. Roberta says he has come back now to insist that we actually listen to him so we can begin to use his teachings to unite and transform the world. Liberating Jesus wherever books are sold. Jesus has the answers and it's not too late. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com
4: From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we will weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiaka, and the Science of Magic, right here on the Exone Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net.
3: is driven by imagination, intent, and passion. In our culture, all three have been distorted and disabled by modern media and exploitation. Re-engage your imagination and your passion by entering into the world of paranormal romance. Kahir O'Donnell takes her readers on an exciting journey into the endless possibilities of loving, passionate, and mutually respectful male-female relationship. Her latest book, The Long Dark Night, features special ops adventure, a daring rescue, a psychic woman from the stars, and a special agent that will die to protect her. The Long Dark Night by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or amazon.com. demonstrate a metaphysical connection to the spirit world as a little girl her family noticed the connection but it was a great-grandmother who told the family that Linnea was indeed gifted the great-grandmother who was also gifted felt that Linnea had indeed inherited these attributes it has been noticed that oftentimes such things are passed down through the generations
1: Linnea was also great news
3: Also born with a call, a thin white membrane across a newborn's face. Legend has it that if the baby is born with this call, the child will have second sight or what we call psychic abilities. Linnaeus Star does past, present, and future and has the gift of prophecy. It is written within scriptures that if you are able to give factual information and prophecies indeed come true, the gift indeed comes from the divine realm. Linnea Star does large interactive groups as well as private gatherings. For more information on Linnea Star or to contact Linnea for a one-on-one consultation, visit her website at www.linneastar.com. That's www.linneastar.com. listening to the exxon broadcast network www.xzbn.net radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology celebrating 25 years of broadcasting broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond Welcome back, everyone. Linda Mason is my special guest this hour. Her website is lindamasonmediumintuitive.weebly.com. Linda, when you do your readings, um, do you use any tools such as tarot cards and uh, or crystal balls or bones or dead chickens <laughs> or elephant bones or anything? Uh,
0: no, I don't. Right. I... My readings generally start Rob, by, I will start to write down information that comes in from like the moment person mm-hmm. contacts me, I kind of have an idea of what areas I need to focus on. Right. Um, I will sometimes at the end of a reading mm-hmm. use, I have several angel cards, but I don't, I don't need them to get the information that I need to give them. It's more of a validation, like a physical validation for them to see that message on the card because... Ninety-nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. I would say the cards tend to validate something that I already channeled.
3: Really? So where, where do you yeah. get where do you get your information from?
0: Um, it comes through oftentimes from their family members. Mm-hmm. It just comes through spirit, either their guide, my guide. I get. I, I'll give you a quick sample. Sure. I was on the phone, uh, actually online the other day with a friend who I have done readings for. But we had not discussed this particular thing. And she mentioned that she wanted to have this certain dream. And I don't really want to give that away because it is a dream. And I believe that that needs to remain hers and be manifested. But I said, this is what you're going to call the name of this business. Mm-hmm. And she went, oh, my God, that's exactly what I want to call it. And what had happened was this sign popped up in front of my face, like like snapshot. Boing, boing. And I did Yeah, kind of. (laughs) And that's often the way it is. I'm either shown something that they can connect with. I Mm -hmm. get a scent. Um, Another really funny incident, um, similar kind of thing, just chatting with someone that I did not know that well. I'd actually just been introduced to at a group reading. Um, And it was around the time that her father had passed, and I had never met him. And I said, well, I don't know why, but I said, I do feel he's here with me right now. And I said, if you can relate to this, I said, I'm not really understanding it. He's showing me this really big pumpkin. And she burst out laughing because he loved Halloween and he used to dress up in this big pumpkin costume. Oh, my gosh. So it's things like that that even though might not make Mm -hmm. sense to me, It's a message of validation for that person. And I, you know, when I first started doing this, there were times I'd go like, what the heck is this? But I've learned now, you know what? Like, don't question it. Like, put it down. Cover it with them, and it will either make sense to them or it won't.
3: All right, do you have a message? I'm sorry, go ahead. And oftentimes?
0: Oftentimes that message is something that someone will relate to. mm -hmm. Um, They may get some Parts of it, and then there'll be little bits that they're, well, you know, I kind of sense this, and I'll just say, well, you know what, jot it down. Don't worry about it. If that's meant for you or someone you know, they're going to let you know and they'll bring it up again. And that actually happened uh, to me this week with, um, and it's happened before, with a young woman that I did a reading for. A message came through. Um, Oftentimes, when I get something to do with cancer, they'll show me the little pink ribbon symbol Mm -hmm. or I get this sort of chemical smell and the reason I get that is I'm a cancer survivor I can relate to the process and I said this is what I'm being shown and this person is saying thank you for the work you did this woman is a social worker so of course she's dealt with many people and there were a few other little signs that I don't want to get into because it was personal reading but she knew exactly who that person was but it took her to the next morning to kind of figure out exactly who, because she deals with so many.
3: You know, uh, Lind- like Linda, you and I have been talking now for over 43 minutes.
2: <laughs>
3: so tell me, do you, ha- do you have any messages for me?
0: Um, I keep, I, I don't know a great deal about you other than your radio show and mm-hmm. that you've done radio in London, but I keep getting a sense of you putting together things for a book. I don't know if you've done that already or you're in the process of doing that, but I feel like it's not just stories that you've dealt with on the radio, Rob, mm-hmm. but I feel that some personal things that have happened to you as well, and I feel like you're going to be doing a book.
3: Well, I've already published a-, a number of books, so you're you're right on there. This is a
0: new one. <laughs> yeah. This is a new one that's coming in. Um, I also feel that you're in this profession for a reason, that you are meant to bring forward and share things to the public and make them aware you're kind of like the messenger with the sword you know I, I <laughs> feel like
3: I feel like that a lot of times I, I really do um so so let's say somebody what's a typical reading like with you whether it's in person or over the internet
0: um either either way I get information mm-hmm I will, draw. if I know the person's coming to me for a private reading, I will, like, put things down on paper. I, I sort of like speed writing when it comes, and then I'll type it because mm-hmm. I can't always read my writing. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I forget the term they have for it. It's channeled writing, right? I can I can read it, but that person may not be able to read my writing. Automatic so, writing. It comes so quickly. Yeah, it comes so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, It can be, I I find at times if I'm getting excited about the information, it can go along very quickly, but generally it's very informative. There's a lot of detail that comes through. It can be, like I said, again, you have to be careful that the person is ready to receive the information. I don't tend to ask a lot of questions. I think that I should know the information. I'm not there to ask them the stuff. It has to come to me. I have to connect with them. If I can't connect with someone, uh, if I'm doing a reading online, I have given a refund and said, you know what, I'm just not getting what you're asking. And oftentimes it can be, it's not so much that I'm not getting the right information, they're just not open to receiving it.
2: Hmm.
0: Or they've come with a predisposition that they want to hear a certain thing, especially that happens with... People with relationships, they don't want to hear that so-and-so's not good for them and it's not going to last. Of course not. But no one wants to hear that. No. But, I mean, that's why I say you can't sugarcoat because that's going to come back and karma hit you in the butt if you
2: fib to them about something.
3: That is so true. So so tell me, what does your family think about you doing all <laughs> this, all this psychic work and helping people, communicating from one side of reality to the other side of a multidimensional plane?
0: <laughs> um, we don't really discuss it. I think that there's curiosity there. They they know that I'm intuitive. Mm-hmm. My brother is not one that will discuss this. It's not something he's interested in on. And you have to respect that. Yeah. My mom was aware of it. I think had a curiosity about it. But, you know, wasn't really something they wanted to ask questions about. But the interesting thing is, and even with my father... Both of them, once they crossed over, Rob, my mother was very quick to make contact. Um, my father, we had some discussions on religion, which probably didn't make me too popular in church. But <laughs> I just, you know, I just said, you know what, a lot of people that, and this is a young person going to church, I said, you know, a lot of people, they go into church and they put on this big performance of yeah. how good they they are at church. And I said, and then the next six days they're out sinning and doing all the things you were telling me not to do. My father got angry at me for saying that. I said, well, that's not a good attitude to have. And I just said, no, but it's truthful. And exactly. he really argue with me on that.
3: <laughs> exactly, because parents want you to be truthful. And when you're truthful with your parents, many times they get upset because that is not how they feel. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 situation. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't.
2: So I,
0: I think to answer probably on my family, mm. they have a certain comfort level that I have to respect. It's the same with anybody. If they approach me for a reading, I don't delve into things that I get a sense that they're not comfortable with. If they ask, then I will answer. I think you have to respect that person's privacy. You have to respect their comfort level. Um and I, you know, I'm not going to try to force what I do and what I believe onto somebody else. That's not my job. My job is to answer questions and help someone connect to someone that they need to hear from or have closer closure with. That is my purpose. I believe that's my path. Um, it's not to be something for somebody else.
3: Do you think we're, try to prove. Do you think that we all have intuitive abilities?
0: I believe that we do. I also believe that it's up to us whether or not we want to develop them some people are not comfortable with it Mm -hmm. some people don't want to connect with spirit Um, that's fine that doesn't mean that we can't take other aspects of it and i call the internal gps tap into that to keep us safe and, and people we love safe when you get a certain sense of something not to go in that particular place or not to go at that particular time you need to listen to that but to develop the gifts and use them for this kind of work? No, not everybody's meant to do that. I believe you can do it in other ways, in the way that you interact with other people. One thing that I will always honor my dad for is he taught my brother and I that you're no better than anybody else, but you're just as good, and you are to treat people the way that you would like to be treated.
3: As it says in the good book, do unto others as you would have them do unto you.
0: Yeah, and I mean, sometimes that's hard, like, you, people can, you know, and especially family, they can push those buttons <laughs> pretty hard, and, and, you know, you can jump on the bandwagon, but the thing is, and I've had to learn this the hard way, is that, you know, you can't be judgmental just because they don't agree with what you were doing and who you are. That doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean you have to like their behavior, but you live your life in such a way that you don't do any harm, you know?
3: Tell me, Linda, how has being a psychic changed your life?
0: Um, I would say it's probably made me more compassionate. I have no fear of death. Mm-hmm. I did when I was younger. Um, you know, I used to get the, I don't know if your parents ever told you, it's like, you know, make sure you change your on your mother if you're ever in an accident. It's like, why?
3: All the time all, gonna... the time. all the time.
0: You know, stuff like that that didn't make sense to me. But no, I I feel that it's made me a better person. It's given me a greater respect for something that I may not fully comprehend to mm-hmm. total level. I mean, I, I think no matter your age or where you are in life, you still have something to learn, and you should be receptive to that. I never want to stop learning. I'll probably be one of these 80, 90 year old ladies that scoot down the street on a scooter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, you have to have a zest for life.
3: Sure. We're here for a good time, not for a long time.
0: That's correct. And there's a there's an article I read recently, um, I believe the lady's name was Bonnie, Bronnie Ware. She talked about um, this book that she had written was called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And I've had this some points like this come in when I've done readings where, They say that they wish they'd had the courage to live the life that was true to themselves, not others, Mm what others expected of them, that they wish they hadn't worked so hard, that they'd had the courage to express their feelings, stayed in touch with friends or family, and they wish they'd let themselves be happier. That was the top five regrets. I don't want to have those regrets. I'm doing work that I love, including gardening and being involved with Pet Rescues. Plus, you're also painting. a painter,
3: aren't you? You're you're an artist? Yes, I am. Yeah,
0: yeah, I am. And I always had a love of art from the time I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. The channeling stuff didn't really start happening until I began doing this work more full-time. I think it sort of opens doors. And I will start off where I want to paint particular image or painting and doesn't always come out that way (laughs) something else will show up and it's something that I didn't intend and at first that would really frustrate me Rob and then I thought you know what there's something more going on here and I just need to let it flow and the minute I made the decision to do that it did just flow and there are images that I see in it I might see when you look at the particular painting. You might see something else, and that's what I believe it is. It's a message for.
3: Whoops, Craig, you fired that too <laughs> soon, buddy. Sorry about that. My <laughs> producer's getting a little uh, antsy over there. <laughs> oh, that's
0: funny. Spirit, telling me to shut up. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell Spirit, I'm not. We're
3: not through t- talking yet. We've got another three or four minutes. Okay. Uh- well,
0: I just, I think. I think with the painting, Rob, it's my way to mm-hmm. to um, give back. It's that pay it forward. That's one of my favorite movies. If I can leave anything in this world, it's to do something that made even one moment better for somebody else. And I've I've done paintings where I've donated it for um, animal fund raising. Mm-hmm. I've done it for cancer. I've done it done it for uh, architectural buildings and women's community house, etc. Causes like that where I can put the work towards something that benefits other people. Because it's not just about me. It's about helping others. And that's my little bit of putting it out there that, to do that, whether it's through my readings, through my work, whatever. And I want to do more of that.
3: If people would like to contact you for a one-on-one consultation or a reading, how can they do that?
0: They can do that through my uh, Linda Mason Medium, Intuitive weeklycom I'm also, depending where they're located, I'm also on the Canadian Best Psychic Directory under Bob Olson. They can find me under Canada. I'm in, I'm on the list there. I think I'm right at the bottom of the list for Canada because I'm the newest one added. But there, um, they can connect with me on Facebook or Twitter under Linda Mason.
3: And what final message do you have for the worldwide listening audience tonight here on the X-Zone?
0: Not to have a fear about your loved ones on the other side. That if you want to connect with them, just ask them to speak to you. Ask them to give you signs and to do so in a clear manner. They will do it. They'll leave you messages either through a dream state, which is probably the easiest at first. Um, For me, I get feathers left. I get birds coming around i had one very interesting thing happen i hadn't heard from my dad in a while and i just thought you know that he's kind of backed away and i had left this little bit of loose change on a desk and my father used to do magic rob as a hobby
2: hmm.
0: i get up the next morning and the coins were all lined up across the desk <laughs> I knew he had been there. (laughs) It's their way. They will give you little messages or signs. It can be a song. It can be something that pops into your head. It's just not to be afraid of the fact that that person's gone. The physical body is gone, but that spirit, that soul, that love that you have for that person, that's always there. That's
2: always with you. That never goes.
3: Linda, my dear, you and I must say so long for now, but I do want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and um, Thank you, Rob. Listen, uh, before we go, dear, what are you doing tomorrow night for Halloween?
0: (laughs) I will probably be online working, and I have two dogs that go crazy when they see the costumes, so probably (laughs) not too much.
3: (laughs) Once again, Linda... I'd like
0: to dress them up and take them out.
3: (laughs) Once again, Linda, let our listeners know your website.
0: It's lindamasonmediumintuitive.weebly.com
3: Linda, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. And um, thanks for doing what you do.
0: Thank you very much, Rob.
3: Take care. Bye-bye, sweetie. Nation. my guest this hour has been Linda Mason. Uh, She is in St. Thomas, Ontario, just down the road from where I was doing the exone at 1290 CJBK in London, Ontario, Canada. Her website, once again, is lindamasonmediumintuitive.weebly.com. When we come back from this commercial break, Something that we are doing for the first time here on the Exxon. And I'm going to keep you in suspense because I want you to be on the other side when we come back. Here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada and around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting, broadcasting around the world and to the
2: great beyond.